0: back to season two of CSR One from Amaya FM. I'm Courtney Brant. I was introduced to today's guest as part of a book club I started in January. In addition to various literary discussions, I was also pleased to discover that Dominica Drizal made an amazing trip to Zambia earlier in the year. Interestingly, her involvement with Mothers Without Borders starts at an airport.
1: My husband and son became involved with a, a camping group. Uh, here in Dubai. And uh, the founder of the camping group was on a business trip in Africa and by coincidence came across a woman in the airport who was wear- wearing a t-shirt upon which was printed Mothers Without Borders. And he thought, well, this is an interesting name. Um, and he approached her.
0: So this is like complete serendipity.
1: Complete serendipity. Complete <laughs> serendipity. So this gentleman who who started the camping group came back to Dubai and proposed to the team of fathers. Why don't we do something outside of our comfort zone and support this organization. I met this woman who started an organization in, in Zambia, and uh, what she's doing is, is is amazing from an emotional perspective and from a sustainable, really quantifiable mm-hmm. um, perspective.
0: And so how long ago was that?
1: When they, when they approached, this was last October. And so he sends out an email, and it, it really, don't want to get philosophical here, but it was a really opportune moment in my life because I had just left a job, Mm -hmm. um, and I was wondering what to do with my time. I was really at a crossroads, and I wasn't uh, quite certain what to do, where to go, and I said, well, listen, I know Africa. I used to work in Africa. Um, I used to work in economic development, in fact, throughout Africa. Can I help? Can I help organize this trip? Can I help um, support you? Mm -hmm. Um, Thinking maybe I, maybe I would be given some side role or do some side research. Anyway, long story short, it turns out that I I co-organized the trip with him.
0: So when you started out, um, your involvement was, I guess, you know, okay, there's always a place for organization, especially in coordinating however many people. How do you kind of see your work? How has it evolved from just starting with, okay, I'm going to organize a trip to where you are now? How, how, tell us about that kind of journey.
1: Sure. I'm still on the journey, in fact, because we just returned. We just returned from Zambia shy of two weeks. And and to be very honest with you, I think all of us are still processing the journey because there there are a lot of elements uh, associated with this kind of a trip, right? I mean, you obviously have the organizational element of, Mm -hmm. you know, heralding (laughs) 60 people. We were 60 in total, 30 adults and 30 children at Mm -hmm. the end. So the organizational logistics associated with that were um, challenging and quite honestly adjusting, uh, rather accommodating people's fear. A number of the people in our group had never been to Africa. And this their first encounter with Africa was not going to be... um, a five-star safari. Yes. Okay. Their the first encounter was going to be emotionally and physically extremely demanding. And they were, a lot of people were afraid. They didn't know what to expect. So, uh, so you had the organizational element. You had the sort of psychological mm-hmm. element. And you always have one or two people in the group who are a bit com- complicated.
0: <laughs> That's a very generous com- way of putting it. Com- complicated sure. <laughs> and,
1: and, and enterprising. And,
0: but they all knew this was going towards a higher
1: purpose. They too. all understood yeah. that this okay. was going towards a higher purpose.
0: Out of planning, Dominica and her family, along with a number of local families, traveled to Africa as part of their project with Mothers Without Borders.
1: I'm not going to say, I'm not going to dismiss, dismiss or diminish the power of donations or f- physical and, uh, you know, donations, right? Mm-hmm. But, but what happened in this instance was parents decided to opt for a different route. And they decided to actually physically get on a plane, okay. invest in their airplane tickets and, and, and building materials and everything, and bring their children along what we've done is we built an extension to the existing school okay. but the extension is not just you know 4 by 4 room mm-hmm. the extension is actually going to allow 150 more children to have an education Amazing. a primary and secondary school education so so i'm try to i mean i'm still trying to wrap my 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 head around the the impact that you know 30 somewhat clueless adults coupled with their extremely determined children mm-hmm. were able to realize.
0: Yeah. And the impact on the community, not the just on now, the, but.
1: A couple of factors, you know, some of these children, some of the children who will now be attending the Mothers Without Borders school, they could have gone to other schools, but going to other schools implies minimum of 7K Walking in one direction to go to school, right? Right. Right. So if you're getting up at four a.m. to walk to school, by the time you're you've come home from school, how much energy do you really have to to learn, to to do your homework, to study? Right? Um, There's a financial implication associated with sending children to school as well, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, Unfortunately, boys are more often chosen over girls in in some of these traditional societies, and. The the focus on mothers without borders is well actually it's not a focus it's uh, it's a merit based boy or girl boy or girl if you want to learn mm-hmm. if you want it's very difficult to determine who is best at school because they don't have a f- foundation upon which to work right but it's if you want to learn mm-hmm. you're going to come to school and you're going to work hard and you're going to appreciate what you're being given mm-hmm. uh, then you're welcome to yeah. be okay. here so so that was incredible so I- I- imagine if the government isn't um, providing that kind of an educational foundation Fundation, support, mm-hmm. for, for whatever the reason. There, there's a multitude of reasons why that isn't happening, which is probably another podcast. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you know, this is when people like you and I can actually... Come in and make a difference. The power of one multiplied was was seen here. 150 more kids. Can you can no. you and, and like know just which, even who fast forward
0: five, ten years, what that looks like in the community? It's, it's, it could be just exponential.
1: If, of course, of course, you have the multiplier effect because these kids will then understand the power of education, and they will make sure that their children get educated. You know, these kids will, especially the girls, will probably not fall pregnant at a young age. They'll probably take uh, certain precautions in terms of health at a young. Age because they'll be more cognizant of, of of the results of their actions. Right. So our mission was twofold. Our mission was to build an extension to the existing um, school school grounds, Um, and and (laughs) unfortunately, I'm going to be a little bit uh, gender specific here. Really, the men the men were primarily focused on the building uh, from morning till night, whereas the women uh, flipped between the orphanage and and the building site. Mm -hmm. The reason. It's just it's just a the physicality. The, the, the bricks were 11K each, and we just... Have limits. We just have limits. Physical limits. Just, just yep. At least myself with physical limits. Yep. Having had said that, um, as a side note, you would have been amazed um, if you could have seen, witnessed some of the children, including my own son, who's shy of nine, mm-hmm. who insisted on working physically from morning until night. We couldn't get the kids to stop. They somehow inherently understood how important this was. It wasn't a game. For, for some of the little ones, maybe it was, it was a game. But for the older ones, mm-hmm. they, they, they intuitively, intrinsically understood that, that they could help and they wanted to. It was you, a beautiful thing to see. It was really a beautiful thing t- to see. You know?
0: I mean, we live in this city, and we are very privileged. Um, almost, you know, everyone. But so when you think of a half term, and you think of what you could do with that time, and that for your son to then go back to his school and say, "What did you do? Oh, we went skiing. We went here, and here. I built a school. Mm-hmm. I went to Zambia. Where's Zambia? So we've got like there's so many different parts of it that he's bringing back, and he can speak to that on a personal level. You didn't. He he did that for himself you provided a way for him to get there but
1: he actually just gave a presentation at his school yesterday yeah and the teacher was kind enough to video record it for me and he spoke about he spoke about two primary elements he, he spoke about the logistics of what we did you know you know what we did where we went we actually added on a few days to show him Victoria Falls and, yeah. and Safari um, but the reason we did that was because we also wanted to show him another very important element of of of, of Africa and that is with respect to you know there's the people element, but there's the animal element. Elephant, um, excuse me, <laughs> elephant, yes. In, tongue-in-cheek, sorry. There's the, there's the animal element and conservation and environmentalism and and, and, and respecting animals and every every aspect of, of, of what makes Africa so yeah. great.
0: There are many ways you can help an organization like Mothers Without Borders. And if you have the chance to spend some time on the ground in another country, Dominica believes your life will be changed for the better. Many of the children she visited were HIV-positive, and have not had a lot of human interaction in their lives. To sit and listen or tell a story or dance with the kids was a highlight of the trip.
1: A lot of the the, the moms, um played with the kids at the orphanage, right? So we organized little workshops for them. We played. We just were silly with yeah. them. And, and we wanted to ensure, this was very, very important for me uh, when planning out this, this element of the trip. We wanted to ensure that we were not showing up as um, teachers, Mm -hmm. but rather we were showing up as friends. And we were showing up as people who wanted to learn from them as much as we wanted to teach them. And so it was... Us being silly and teaching them—I don't know anything—from the Macarena to <laughs> to to tic-tac-toe to just silly games. The universal languages out there, yeah. And the universal mm-hmm. language is is dance and art, and that's something that really resonates and in games, Africa, right? right. Mm-hmm. Art, music, dance, games, just laughter. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they taught us some of their games and some of their songs, and we had bubble parties. We played with bubbles and we danced, and it really broke the barriers. A very very sad. Fact is that all of the children at the orphanage come from severely abused backgrounds. Mm -hmm. Uh, So understanding their limits, emotional and physical, um, we thought would be challenging. We thought we were a little bit nervous about that, but in fact, they made it very clear. They 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 made their um, boundaries very clear. And what was one of my favorite moments Mm -hmm. um, was seeing those boundary boundaries evaporate after just two three days evaporate. Maybe not with the adults, but at least with the other children. So seeing children who had literally not who had literally arrived to the orphanage a few weeks prior who hadn't spoken in those few weeks because they were so traumatized without going into detail about things that had happened to them, reaching out and taking hands of our kids to just walk with them, to play with them, was... Yeah, that's a moment. Oh, God. You, it, it <laughs> was... I'm getting emotional yeah. here,
0: but yeah, no, that's... It, it I, was... can, I can only picture um. that. Towards the
1: end of our stay, the kids the, the kids at the orphanage um, had, had prepared... Um, prepared a, some songs and dance for us. And this is something that they do for all the volunteers and all the visitors, but that doesn't diminish its value because the kids actually write their poetry and they cho- choreograph their songs. Mm-hmm. And they're all based on these elements of... Of, of sadness, they're based on elements of sadness of of AIDS and how their AIDS took away their parents and how most of these kids actually have AIDS as well. Um, but the optimism at the same that's coupled with the sad or overwhelms the sadness is is really beautiful to see. they're they're optimistic. Does, despite everything they've gone through, they're optimistic, which makes you that much more frustrated when you come to an area. Not necessarily Dubai. It could be mm-hmm. New York. It could be. It could be anywhere, yeah. right? And you see children complaining about things that are so trite, and and um, and how do you manage that, right? That's something yeah. parents have to figure out. How you don't want because with my son, for example, I didn't want him to feel guilty about the privileges that he has. I wanted him to f- appreciate the privileges that he has and to give back, you know. And I, this is something my husband and I have been trying to teach him uh, since he was a baby. We'll
0: be back right after this. Hey guys, I just wanted to let you know about this other show we've been doing. It's an Amaya FM original called Tales of the Trade, where we feature Dubai's entrepreneurs and pioneers and the stories behind the ideas that they've brought to life. You can find out more, check out our episodes, and even subscribe in this very player, or you can look us up on the web by visiting talesofthe.trade. As there are many initiatives and stories we'd like to share... CSR of One asks the community to consider sponsoring our show to help support us. Please contact CSR of One at EMEA.FM. Welcome back. You're listening to CSR of One. I'm Courtney Brandt. Mothers Without Borders has been operating in Zambia for about 10 years. And although the project Dominica and the other volunteers were a part of may have taken a physical toll, the work led to some lasting memories.
1: Two of the people on our trip actually are solar solar panel uh, professionals, and so we put solar panel—they put solar paneling on the schools, on the school. Um, So So they're more
0: sustainable, and they don't have to rely on—
1: They're—the schools don't have electricity. Yet the government mandates the schools to have an element of computer training, but how can they do that if they don't have electricity? And by the way, how can they do that without computers? So we donated computers and we put in solar paneling. So the moment when one of um, one of the people on our team literally pulled the plug, mm-hmm. up, the, the light switch or the, the, plug, the yeah. <laughs> plug, and the school lit up, you know, the classroom rather, lit up. Uh-huh. If you could have, well, you can see the look on the children's faces. I can share a video with you. There wasn't a dry eye yeah. in the house. I mean, from the children to the adults, everyone was sobbing because again something we take for granted every day but if you don't have electricity you you can't do your homework at night you 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 can't you can't read a book at night you you can't use a computer and learn com- absolute skills. fundamental schools that you need in the rest of your life. So how do people get involved? What Kathy has tried to communicate is that everyone is a mother. Mm-hmm. You don't have to—one doesn't have to oh, I wouldn't expect physically that, yeah. have a of child course. to be a mother. And that's the beauty of her organization, that if you want to give back—it well, should be really Parents Without Borders, I think, but anyway. Um, the fathers are implied at this. fathers but. are implied. They're, 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 they're helpful. They're going along with what the mothers They're say. helpful once in a while, yes. <laughs> but I, but it, it it's, it's cliche, but it really does start at home. Right? If you have a child, or if you have a niece, you have a nephew, or a godson, or a god child, start teaching them from a very, very young age what it means to to give back Mm -hmm. and what it means to give back without looking at giving back as something that's charity. The mantra of Kathy's organization, Mothers Out Borders, is actually love works. It's not charity works, it's love works. So everyone can give back. And the power of time Mm -hmm. is fundamental. You know, it is fundamental, even if you just think in our own context of, you know, we we didn't grow up in this. But, you know, if if you're feeling down, if you're feeling sad, the power of a friend coming to you and helping you and encouraging you and lifting you up is unquantifiable. Right. So you have that soft elements the
0: the reliability so I'm at canine friends every Sunday and those people rely on my time that I give um and you know through the year I don't know I don't add it up every week it's just that's my time that I give um and where you give it or when you give it or who you're inspired to give it to you only you can answer that
1: and exactly and that's the whole key if you're going to give back figure out what your passion is my sister for example her passion is animals she's I mean, finds children to be frustrating, to use the <laughs> euphemism. But you know, if, it, so if you find animals, if you find it to, be, you know, if you find it to be animals, then you have Cana, you have a number of other organizations. Yep. I think, you, from what I understand, you can foster, you can you can donate. There's so many things that you can do, right? If it's environmentalism, I mean, you have you know Tatiana with Gumbook. You have you have a number of plastic waste free initiatives that are happening that need, um, you know, admin support, financial support, uh, mentor support. So with mothers without borders go online. Okay. You can give time, you can give money, it's a, it's a US registered um, NGO, okay. uh, you can give time, you can give money, you can say, hey, I'm a social media expert, and I see that you want to actually take your digital footprint to another level. Let me volunteer a few hours of my time. How I mean, great would that be? Well, how amazing yeah. would that be? It's, I mean, the fa- this is actually something that I'm hoping she as well as other NGOs will do. Mm-hmm. We're now living in a virtual world. Years ago, fund not just fund, because remember, with NGOs, they're, they're sustainable, not not just because of money, but they're firstly sustainable because of brand awareness. Mm -hmm. Um, And expanding that network is done nowadays quite easily or can be quite easily done by leveraging social media. So if you have a skill that, and you're willing to volunteer a few hours of your day reach out to Mothers Without Borders, reach out to Maleka, which is whoever another you you know, care who, about. reach out to whoever you care about and and give virtually um, share through your own networks that's Th- the whole you know? point of this yeah. <laughs> you know, after these kids finish secondary school they have to go to high school, sponsor a kid to go to high school, sure. talk to your schools, your private, your schools here in, in Dubai, figure out whether they would be willing to sponsor a child for high school mm-hmm. why not, or a summer program yeah. why not, There, there's so much that can be done and I think people are more open to listening now um, because the transparency is there that we yeah. didn't have before right now you can actually go online you can look at the financial statements associated with an NGO you can see whether they're legitimate
0: we had somebody who started an NGO and she was I mean she has every single penny you know she she takes that very Accounted seriously for. yeah so when things and in, in the money it's as much possible going to the organization so even a coffee or whatever, you know, it's all accounted for, and I like that. As you said, there's more transparency. So, what do we have on the books then for your specific involvement with Mothers Without Borders, or is there something big that the whole organization is going towards? We
1: haven't decided. We haven't decided yet. Like I said before, everyone is still processing the emotional impact of this trip because it was it was very hard. Two of the children who with whom we spent a week are now in hospital. Uh, Time will tell whether they'll make it out, and I'm not trying to sound cold about this, but but it's it's just it's it's a fact, right? Um, we're, we're a number of us are, have been reaching out to our children's schools in, in Dubai and mm-hmm. seeing whether they would actually be willing to sponsor children. Uh, we're, we're actually planning to break into smaller sessions. Okay. We're planning to break into smaller sessions. It was a bit unwieldy. It was a bit unwieldy. It was a bit unwieldy. There are people in our organization or in the group who are, you know, medical practitioners. There are people who are education, educational oriented. There are people who are business oriented. So we're trying to break into smaller groups now and see how we can support um, Kathy mm-hmm. to scale her up. And at the same time, we're open to looking at other organizations, even locally. There's some great organizations locally, as, as far as I understand. You know, this was really a f- inspiration for me to start looking at what exists here. How can I actually get involved here yeah. as well? Which is something that, to be very honest with you, I hadn't necessarily considered before.
0: So are you planning another trip this year? Or will it be an annual trip, do you think?
1: What we're hoping for is an annual trip. Yeah. Yes, okay. yes. Um, but like I said, a, a, a trip on the same scale w- is probably not.
0: No, and, and and even for the community itself to support sixty people is, for the
1: for yeah. the community itself is, is, is challenging, right? So now the objective is really to determine to, to to analyze what we've done and um, figure out where are there gaps. You know, now we have a physical structure. Where are there gaps? Do you need volunteer teachers to come for two months? Do you need business experts to come for two months? What is it that you need? Let us know, and then and then we'll move on.
0: We can't wait to see how Dominica's 2020 trip goes and how the school will change from the last time she visited. If you would like to learn more about Mothers Without Borders and get involved on any level, please visit motherswithoutborders.org. We'll include the details in our show notes. You've been listening to CSR of One with me, Courtney Brandt. This episode was produced by Chirog Desai. We hope you found this as inspiring as we did. Leave us a review and let your friends know. You can subscribe in your favorite podcast players and even follow us on Instagram. Until next week, remember to be nice out there on social media. Think about sharing something for someone else. Goodbye and have a great week.